Content warnings for this epilogue include romance, references to sexual entanglement, and complex and complicated relationships. Epilogues Part 3 Gentle Camellia The year is 409 AT, Swan 27, two years and two months after the stars came back. Dabathati, the city of three faces, the capital of the Republic of Talmud, and the crown jewel of the memory of the Godspine is alive with the second great rebuilding. Workers push through busy streets, hauling thick trunks of wood and grainy slabs of concrete. Mages levitate structures into place, divine emissaries even, weave between constructions, blessing the foundations with good fortune. To the south of the city, the Kagunya Canyon looms like a hungry maw in the flesh of the Torovar Desert. Water gushes from massive pipes set into the cliff face, splashing down, down, down onto the still-flowing god vein at the bottom of the gulch. And to the north of the city, the Torovar Desert bleeds into the Badlands. It has been over 18 months since the god spine died, and its ghost still lingers. It lingers in the dust that swirls around the 80-mile-wide empty space where the mountain range once stood. It lingers in the shrines, the tombstones, the monuments, the countless, countless offerings that decorate this emptiness. Letters addressed to loved ones taken, votive candles lit in remembrance. Gemstones, dried meats, fruits, dolls, vials of ink, reams of silk, hourglasses filled with candy, meaningful mementos all throughout the phantom spine, as this absence has come to be known. And in the middle of it all, standing tall and proud, like the sole surviving oak in the wake of a rapacious storm, Dabathati. We pan down now, past a thick layer of sand, sediment, rock, piping, to find an underground chamber filled with smoke and furs and draping vines of silk and civil. The fire ganasi tiefling, surrounded by a menagerie of not pets, not toys, not playthings, but companions surrounding their throne. A purring displacer beast, a dozing owlbear, a rust monster rolling a little iron ball across a shag carpet. Sybil themselves lounges on a recliner, gesturing at an aurochs operative to pour a cup of tea for themselves and for you, gentle. Sitting across Sybil, accompanied by Bud. And the two of you, I think, are observing what is splayed across a tea table plans for the rebuilding of Dabathati. Architectural maps of a new senate house, sketches of a graveyard for all those lost by the Second Stranger War, base renderings of new statues, homes, roads. And actually right now we push in on a charcoal sketch of one such road. And then color trickles in line by line as this sketch transforms into a real-life scene playing out two days later. 
We see roadside merchants hawking goods, families squatting under the shade of long-term temporary shelters, and you, gentle, walking amongst the people of Dabathati, checking up on construction efforts, helping where you can, boosting people's spirits and morale, and Bud, as always, pacing by your side, waiting patiently as every other step someone accosts you uh, to greet the famed speaker of Dabathati. Everyone in the city knows your name, and you know theirs, too. And even though Dabathati is still very much picking itself up in the aftermath of war two years later, the community here is strong, in large part thanks to you. We cut now to the back of the city where we see Duke Root Sweetbreeze training druids to rebuild the rock walls near where the mines used to be. The mines that fed into the Godspine, of course, those mines are gone. But the tunnels that led underground, beneath the peaks and heights of the mountain, are still there. We see Mama Fish carting around her world-famous fish sticks, Ibia trying to levitate a boulder with her mind, and everyone at the mines greeting you as well, gentle. You're always on the move, always looking to lend a helping hand where it's needed most. And now. Finally, after a long, hard day of assisting in Dabathati's rebuilding efforts, we find ourselves in a living room. A humble, but well-kept, well-decorated, and well-loved apartment above a tea house. And inside this apartment, we find the gentle wolves. Tadana, Yuki, Mauka, and Jeron. Jaron, you are currently assisting the rest of the wolves with, let's say, the preparations. And in the middle of this assistance, you hear a creak as the front door opens, and in comes Gentle, along with Bud. What do the two of you do? Um, hi, uh, everyone. Uh, sorry, it's been a day. I haven't been able to super help with preparations. How's it all going? Oh, Gentle, come on in. You're here at the perfect time. Uh, it's going well, although uh, we, and Jaron looks over at the table at everybody that's here, can't seem to agree on Wooming's favorite flavor of cake. I, I, I could have sworn, I could have sworn that they liked mint chocolate chip, but... Bud chimes in, uh, sort of like shaking a little bit of, I think, a light rain that had started falling as you were coming up the apartment stairs. Ugh, I thought, I thought Wooming liked green tea cake. I thought Wooming liked carrot cake. And I'm pretty sure it's carrot cake. But there's nothing wrong with getting a variety. If we have it like a bunch of little like samplers, like if we... We could make them small cakes, like little cupcakes or something. So like a flight of cakes. Exactly. Okay, okay. That's not a terrible idea. That's actually that's actually pretty good. Because then and, then we can't possibly be wrong. Yeah. If so, if the, we've all somehow forgotten. Yes, but also that means everyone can get some variety. And there's if someone doesn't like really like mint chocolate chip, then then everyone's good, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good idea, actually. Uh, here, uh, and Jaron, I think like shuffles some papers around and like writes down, uh, like in I think it's a like a grocery list of some of stuff that we need to get for the party, and like writes down a whole bunch of different flavors of cupcakes to get. And you, I know that I'm the type to worry, 
this is I we're not overthinking this, right? I'm not overthinking this. Uh this being a a normal party. <laughs> normal party. Right. Uh no, I think that you are thinking about this just the right amount. Speaking of it being a normal party, have you figured out what you're gonna wear? See, that is one of the things I actually really needed your help on because I really have worn the same clothes for so long. I really like them, but that's not really party clothes. That's every other day clothes. But uh, right. I have like three ideas. I just maybe need a little bit of help. Okay. What are your three ideas? So one is like, it feels a bit too traditional, Rosie. And like, you see Gentle begin to like explain and like talk about the plans for their hair and they want to like let their hair down and like wear something that's like maybe a little too like warm for Dabathati actually. Um, and the, the other idea is I could go casual and like we could do a, I could do a quick run for clothes, but like, I, cause I, I want something that's baggy still uh, because it feels comfortable, but I'm trying to figure out the best way to wear something that's baggy, but also says, I want to be here. Yeah. The last thing that you want is women to think that uh, this is all, insincere although don't think anybody could think that about you what's the you said there were three options what's the third one uh this what is gentle wearing right now uh the the traditional gentle outfit the big puffy patch pants the simple like purple tank top the red cape but i will say the cape now on the outside is mostly a quilt uh, with little fabric from people they've helped along the, their years in Dabathati at this point. I have an idea. If you want to still stay gentle with your outfit, which I think Wuming would really like, what if you accessorized with something that reminds you of her? Something that... What were you wearing when you two met? This. <laughs> uh, and gentle, I think... Uh, also sort of like reaches in their bag and pulls out like two masks as well. I did also make a new mask because that is the one thing I did like exchange with Wuming when I first met her. So I thought about maybe putting that like on my belt or something. I think that's a great idea. She's going to love it. And Jaron stands up, I think, from the table where they were with all of the other gentle wolves uh, and walks over to gentle and uh, he puts a hand on Gentle's shoulder, like very, I think, like comfortingly is the goal. She's going to love you. Gentle, like, their face turns as red as it possibly can. It, it, it hasn't been obvious that I've had a crush on her for the last few years, right? Do, do, do you want the honest answer or? I, I know, I know I'm the type to hold a crush for a exceedingly uh, long amount of time and there's I think a almost sheepish look at Jaron for a second but I always get there in the end I think Jaron leans in uh, and kisses Gentle on the cheek uh, if they will let him absolutely you do but if you want the honest answer Gentle it's pretty obvious okay 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 but maybe maybe Wuming hasn't noticed you know I mean I didn't notice yeah, but that's... That's... I, I love you. Mm -hmm. Ming's generally a lot more observant. 
Look, look, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that it's easier to notice uh, your behavior with other people than it is necessarily towards yourself. That's all. That's, that's fair. Um, could you maybe still help me with, like, my hair for tonight? Because, yes. Because, like, I know you're really good at that. Thank you. And I think Jaron kind of, like, goes to uh, his hair, which now he wears in this, like, very, very long, like, single plate um, with, like, this branda that is woven into it uh, with the silver coins kind of, like, jangling off of the end. And as they run their hand through their hair, it, like, kind of, like, the coins clink against each other in this melodic way. I would love to. Uh, and if uh, if it's okay, Gentle would like to give you a kiss on the forehead and just say you're the best. Not gonna lie, I always forget Gentle is really tall because I was about to be like, how are you gonna reach the... No, yeah. 6'2", <laughs> baby. Uh, yes, that is very okay with Sharon. <laughs> Isn't there someone both of you are forgetting to kiss? And Bud looks up expectantly, uh, for the unpadded part of their forehead to be pat. Gentle immediately gives Bud some little scratches and a kiss on the head. And I think Jaron also does it at the same time, so the both of them are kind of like kissing Bud at the same time on his little head. Thump, 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 thump of the tail against the wood floor. <laughs> okay, and Bud, you haven't said anything about this plan, right? Not a single word, woof, bark, or arf. Can I roll inside on <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can. I, I love my son. I don't trust him. <laughs> That's so funny. Last roll of the campaign? That's a 15. Oh, what a sweet, sweet roll. Um, yeah, you look at Bud and you know with every ounce of his little wolfy heart that he did not tell Wooming intentionally. Yep, there it is. Yep. Oh, I gosh. But I love you. Okay, so I guess we can go on a quick run to go get all the ingredients, and then I'll start cooking. And at some point, could you help me not kick everyone else out, but kick everyone else out for just a little conversation? Yeah, don't worry. I got you. Yeah, yeah. You're better at, you're better at subtlety. Sure. Yeah, subtle. That was my plan. Oh, boy. I can be subtle, too. How's this? Everyone evacuate for gay things to happen. Perfect. I didn't say what things. Bye. But that was perfect. And I think Jaron uh, goes and grabs, like, I, I imagine Gentle has, like, their pouch nearby, and Jaron just kind of goes in knowing where Gentle keeps the treats for Bud, takes one and gives it to him. I... <laughs> I have to put those somewhere else. Everyone knows. And it's, he's not more spoiled than he used to be, but it's not helping. I have like two or three or four parents at this point, and they all give me yummy treats. I know, I know. Especially Sybil. Sybil spoils you entirely too much. Well, Sybil says it's to make up for all the ways that they were kind of mean and bad with me. All right, that's fair. I can't, can't fault them for that. <laughs> uh, Bud snaps some of the treats uh, out of your hand, Jaron, slobbering a little bit all over your palm. Uh, and I think 
if you two would be okay with this, there's like a montage of buying all the ingredients needed at various like open air market stalls where again, everyone knows you. They like try to give you stuff for free, you know, but I don't think you let them do that, right? They no, keep trying to push the not. money back into your hand, but you like keep, you know, making them take it. Um, and there's also a flurry of activity in the apartment itself as like an oven is heated up, as like maybe emulsions or glazes are going on the stovetop and the smell of sweet dessert cupcakes, cookies, tea brewing, just this really nice fragrant scent starts to suffuse the living room and the bedroom and every other room in the apartment. So I think as we push back through this window, uh, through like a little foggy, you know, thing of steam as things are cooking and boiling in the kitchen, uh, what are the two of you doing? Like what things are you making specifically for Wu Ming? Uh, I think, I don't know... I Hmm. Can I trust Jaron with banking with baking because it is more a science than it is an art? Yes. Then I'm going to say yes. I'm going to trust you with baking then because that is exact measurements. You don't have to improvise. Um, you got it. The, the think, treats are going to be so delicious. I'm terrified. <laughs> um, I think Gentle's working on like the main course. Um, definitely like a big, there's like big haunches of meat. Once again, because, like, the first thing they had together was, like, big haunches of meat over the fire. Um, and I think So Gentle's, like, kind of doing a whole charbroiling uh, char thing there with that. Uh, trying to make enough just assorted, I think, greens and stuff for everybody. Just for dietary restrictions and make sure everyone has variety and options. And just kind of makes a big spread, I think, almost. Aw, that's so delicious and sweet. What about you, Jaron? Uh, I think Jaron is working on the assortment of cupcakes uh, that we agreed upon for Wu Ming's birthday. Uh, they are trying to make uh, several of every flavor um, as they go along. And uh, given that Gentle specifically thought that carrot cake was Wu Ming's favorite, and Gentle is the most likely to actually remember what Wu Ming's favorite flavor is, I think he puts particular care into the carrot cupcakes, perhaps to the detriment of some of the other flavors a little bit the carrot ones are definitely the best out of all of the different flavors here the carrots look the carrot cake looks delicious like there's like nice frosting around the top of each like cupcake and then like we pan over to the green tea <laughs> it's a little bit of like a war crime and then we like pan over to the other flavors and they look sunken in almost I think it was a case of like, Jaron started with the carrot cupcakes and uh, they spent so long trying to make them good that they like ran out of time to do the other one properly. Oh, so they were just like. <laughs> every baking show gone wrong. That's exactly Literally. what you don't do. <laughs> no, I love that. And you're especially running out of time because I think that's uh, toward the end of gentle putting like the finishing touch touches on the uh beautiful assemblage of meats and roasted vegetables and whatnot bud kind of pipes up by the door and bud has been this whole time the sous chef quote unquote as in the person tasting like he yeah. demands to taste everything that's happening and he's also like the lookout right because he's like i've got the best ears and we hear a thump thump of the tail against the wood floor thump thump she's coming up the stairs all right everyone uh places uh and i think gentle has like that split second of like trying to put one last little bit of garnish on the like main course before hiding like behind a couch. And where do you hide, Jaron? I think Jaron uh, will hide underneath a table somewhere. <laughs> 
Uh, that's so funny that you say underneath a table somewhere. Do you mean the main table? Where all are there is? not? Are there not multiple tables? Like there might be multiple tables. There's a, there's probably a kitchen table or like in the living area. In one of those, oh, is probably a coffee table. Which uh, yeah, whichever not the coffee table because I don't think Jaron fits underneath there. <laughs> so the kitchen table. The kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, you squat underneath the kitchen table, you weirdo. <laughs> and I think one of the gentle wolves snuffs out the lights, right? Like darkness kind of falls right in the apartment, and just absolute shadow covers every inch of the space. And as you all go quiet and silent, we hear creak, creak creak of like footsteps going up the stairs and then like a little bit of like a jingling of keys against the lock and then the door pushes open yeah surprise surprise <laughs> and the lights flick on and are there balloons tell me gentle like what comes out yeah there are balloons and streamers uh i didn't put any like little uh like what's the confetti or anything because bud might get into it um but yeah, we've, like, the walls are all decorated. I think they're artificer. Can you artifice me up some music? Oh, hell yeah. I yeah. think Jaron uh, has a little uh, contraption in the corner. Uh, it's a little rock uh, that is playing music off of Stonify. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to Higher Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Stag's it's, music it's Stag's. is playing. Yeah. Yeah. Stag's, Stag's music album. is playing. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah, a little magical stone in the corner that's been enchanted with like audio waveforms basically on it. Starts glowing and like playing upbeat music. And Wu Ming, we find her now framed against the door, looking a little startled and surprised as like the surprise goes off and like like the light comes on and all of you jump out of your hiding spots we see that her uh coal black feathers are kind of ruffled and poofed up so she kind of looks like a uh, like a chicken that's like ruffling its feathers in front of like a predator right and her like inky black eyes are wide 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 revealing like the white of her eyes around her irises and her pupils and like kind of like her feathers are raised and then when she sees that it's friendly like they slowly come back down like in a Miyazaki movie right like the the hair slowly just floats down and she's carrying like a she's got a, a hempen bag around her elbow that seems to be filled with like fruits or vegetables or something from like a farmer's market stall or something like downstairs and her eyes just flick from every member of the gentle wolves to bud to Jeron to gentle and she lets out a what I surprise surprise why? Yeah. Why? Your birthday. My... Oh. Oh, yeah. It's my birthday. You... Remembered? Of course. Oh. And the feathers smooth down even more as Bud noses the door shut behind them. And they kind of, like, avert their eyes and a little bit of color uh, flushes the kind of, like, pale part of their exposed skin on their face. And when they raise their eyes back up, they kind of blink multiple times at you, Gentle, before saying, Th Thank you. I've never had a surprise party before. Yeah, I, I remember we talked about birthdays once and... I wanted to make sure you got to have one, especially here with everyone. It, I, I, I just, I, I wanted to make sure you had something nice. Oh, thank you, gentle and everyone. I have never had a actual party before. Not even a surprise party. Just a party for 
me. It feels like too much. Is this too much? You're not bored or upset with me, right? No, we did it because we wanted to. But if it, at any moment you need a second to just get away, I understand. I, I feel the same way about parties. So you're the, you're the guest of honor. This is about you. Oh, oh, oh. And all of you can sort of see very plainly on Wu Ming's face that they are uncomfortable, not in a bad way, but in the way of someone who has never been seen so fully before. And now that the light is on them, they're kind of not shriveling, but they're like a little, it's, it can be a little overwhelming. Uh, so they kind of like shuffle off to the side, even though everyone's looking at them. Like they wish they could like fold into the darkness, but there's like candles and food and drink and music everywhere. Uh, and then they just sort of like herd themselves forward toward all the food and kind of drop the bag of uh, goodies onto the ground where Buddy immediately goes for the fruits and veggies. Uh, but as they <laughs> shuffle over to the kitchen table, they see all this beautiful food and then their eyes like grow wide and we see the food reflected in them and then their eyes land on the cakes this is all for me yeah every every single thing gentle cooked and drawn did the the cakes we wanted to make sure we had a variety i thought your favorite was carrot cake but i wanted to make sure so we had a couple of extra ones it is my favorite is carrot cake uh, is that green tea? I'm allergic to green tea. Oh, oh we that's just... what that was. <laughs> Bud says, like munching through an apple. Yeah, we made a couple just to make sure there's variety for everybody to eat. I like shoot a look at Jaron of like crisis averted. <laughs> and Jaron, like as as gentle as shooting them a look, is like moving the green tea cupcakes to like a corner of the yeah, table, yeah. like somewhere we'll, like, away. We'll cover it up with like glass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I think now that the surprise has been broken, people start like flocking toward the food, like sitting down, taking their places, like grabbing plates, getting some food. Uh, but I think as the guest of honor, Wu Ming is the one to pick the first cupcake, right? They kind of go over, like quite shyly, actually. They kind of sidle up next to you, Gentle. They look down, they look back up and they say, I am not used to taking so much and being given so many things would you like to split this cupcake with me yeah absolutely i'd love to i'd really like that and i think bud says oh do you need a knife to cut the oh god okay as Wu Ming just sort of like pulls out this like jagged assassin's blade from like the innermost like confines of their fe like of their feathers and then they like in two swift motions cut that cupcake like just in half and then the knife is gone impressive <laughs> oh yes well b back when i had been a hound of mercy as second i took care of some well let's just say i got my hands dirty so mercy wouldn't have to oh um but that's I'm... in my past now <laughs> Wooing lore at the eleventh well, yeah, hour. What, what lore drop is this? Oh my god! Hold on. All this and Mercy fucking forgets her. Done <laughs> wet work for Mercy. This is this is the lore drop we're getting about Wooing. Like Wooing's done what? wet work and Mercy can't even remember that she was the second. There's mercy, do better. Like do better. Do <laughs> better. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Wooming hands you the half of the cupcake and they sort of like cradle it. Like they, like they almost don't want to eat it. You know, like they want to keep it with them forever. You know, as they look down at it and they kind of look at you almost like for permission to eat it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, on three? Yes. Yes, I would like that. On three. Yeah. One, two, three. And both of you start biting into the cupcake and their eyes close as they chew through it. Mm. This is delicious. Thank you, gentle. Thank you, Jaron. I'm glad you like it. Mm. The frosting is really good. These other cupcakes look so sad and a little pathetic. You wanted to give the most focus to the best, uh, to your favorite one. Oh, thank you. That really means a lot. Again, I'm not so used to receiving so much from so many people that I like so much, that I call my friends, that I love. And their eyes, they were kind of addressing Jaron, but their eyes flick it gentle on that, like, so fast in the back. Uh, so now that everybody has had their cake, let's all play a game. Everybody, except for Gentle and Wuming, uh, we're all going to go outside and we're going to do a little scavenger hunt. And then when we're done, we're going to come back. And there's a prize for Wuming when we come back. The other gentle wolves are like, nod. You know, they're like, yeah, oh yeah, the scavenger hunt. They like start filing out. But Bud leaps to attention, ears pressed flat against his skull, growling at you, Jaron. And Bud says, a scavenger hunt? Why didn't you tell me about this in advance? I could have prepared for this. I get really intense about games. I need heads up if there's going to be any kind of competition. And I think Jaron leans down to Bud and says, don't worry. You're gonna help me run the scavenger hunt. You've already won. Uh, oh, oh, I see. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Oh, is this the? Is this yes. the big gay, super gay? Okay. Scavenger oh, hunt. Oh, yes. Yes. Everyone, yes. The super gay oh, scavenger hunt. Yes, everyone. Yes, let's file out and but like very confident and self-assured and happy about the way he handled it, like sort of puffs his fur up and also starts to uh, head for the door. But on his way out, he brushes up against you, gentle, and sort of like nuzzles up against your hand and licks some frosting off your fingers and just says, you got this, gentle. I I think I like lean down and give Bud some some little scratches and uh, whisper in Morosi, you're the best, you're the best kid ever. And he whispers back, in Morosi, and you're the best parent ever. All right, uh, go, uh, I guess, keep Tron busy, help help them. Aye, aye, Captain. Time for the gay scavenger hunt. And Bud bounds toward the door. And I think before Jaron uh, heads out as well, uh, he goes over to Gentle, squeezes their hand, uh, and just kind of like leans into whisper, I love you, you're going to be fine. Gentle squeezes back three times for the I love you and just says, thank you. I love you more. And Jaron will exit the building. As Jaron and Bud leave and the door closes and the rest of the gentle wolves also exit, we're left alone in the space with just Wu Ming, who's still examining the crumbs of the carrot cake cupcake in their hands. And you, gentle. What do you do? Um, uh, Wu Ming. Uh, um, yes. One other thing that uh, I still wanted to do, uh, which is birthday tradition, 
is I wanted to give you a gift. A gift? Oh! Yeah. Oh, no, this was enough of a gift. Uh, too many gifts and I, well, you know me, I struggle with accepting good things sometimes. No, I was the same way, honestly. I, I'm getting better and the only way you kind of do is takes a lot of practice. So consider this uh, a day of practice of getting better at letting people say nice things to you and give you nice things. Oh, okay, but it is very difficult. That's okay. It's That's completely fine, I understand. If it's too much, I understand. But I did want to give you uh, this. And Gentle reaches into their pouch and gives uh, a small box. Uh, I mean, a mask-sized box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wooming takes this box tenderly, right? They, like, glance from, I think maybe there's, like, been, like, a, a simple silk ribbon that's been tied over it. They glance at the ribbon, glance back at you, and then they gingerly undo the ribbon, open up the box. Oh. This is a mask. Yeah. We got to the habit of, uh, every time I see you, I get to give you a mask. And I really like it as a little tradition we have. And, uh, I work with Sybil on this one to make it extra shiny and have a couple of gems in it, so I, I wanted this one to be special. It's beautiful. All the gems sparkle so much, and you remembered that I like shiny things. Of course. <laughs> How could I forget? I've never been able to forget you. Uh, oh. Um, well, sh sh <clears throat> should I put it on? If you want. I, I got a, one for me as well, and I, like, show the mask I've been wearing sort of at my, uh, like, the loop of my belt. Oh, that's a beautiful one too, Gentle. <laughs> I think we match a little. Yeah, that, that... That wasn't an accident. Oh. Um, would you want to put them on together? Like, with the cupcake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On three again? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. And there's something in the act of putting on a mask, a mask that you made so lovingly with hand-picked gemstones and jewels that seems to embolden Wu Ming with a sensation of courage, a mask not to hide who they are from the world or a mask to shield themselves from the cruelties of outside, but a mask to give them bravery. A mask that reflects who they truly are on the inside instead of deflecting it from everyone else. A mask that shows the beautiful gems glittering inside their own soul out to the world that you have so lovingly curated for them. They put on this mask and their feathered fingers kind of touch, you know, all the beautiful rhinestones and their eyes blink underneath the eye slits and then they look at you. And I think in that moment, Gentle, these two people who so often find themselves lonely in rooms full of other people, we find them now gazing at one another across this warm glow of candles, the sweet smell of cupcakes, and this fuzzy feeling of community still lingering in this air, knowing that both of them are seen, loved, and that they are making a genuine difference. So tell me, gentle, 
in the lull of this resonance. What poem do you read to Wu Ming? I'm tired of the dark. I want to fight for sunrise. And like, I think just looking at Wu Ming as I like recite this, there is, I think a feeling of like, when you look in someone else's eyes, you can feel the, how far you've both grown and like how far you've come. I think there's like that immediate just sort of feeling of warmth of like, we were so fundamentally different in a lot of ways. And I'm so glad that I'm a better person. And now that I'm a better person, you're still here. And I think Gentle like reaches for uh, her hand that moment. Wuming reaches back, intertwines their fingers with yours. Um, I've, I've been meaning to say this for uh, oh, a long time, uh, but I, I love you. I I think I've known that for a long time. And I love you too. And part of why I wanted this day to be really, really special for you is I also wanted to ask if you wanted to be my partner. And then your birthday has extra special meaning every year. A birthday and anniversary. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes, I would like to be your partner, and I would like you to be my partner. Perfect. Um, can I kiss you? Yes, please. <laughs> and I think gentle gingerly like takes off their mask and Wu Ming's mask and slowly gives them a soft kiss. And Wu Ming kisses you back. And the two of you embrace in that humble but well-loved room, surrounded by the smell of carrot cupcake and the feeling of love and community. <laughs> <laughs>